So it's the 16th of March, 2022. And now we have this opportunity to develop samadhi, bringing the mind to stability, firmness, and to peace. And samadhi brings great benefit because it develops the mind in order to gain wisdom and cultivates a wise mind. And so when we have samadhi, we also need to have right sila as well. It's virtue that is correct. And this is something that monastics need to reflect upon on their precepts. And also that we are of a status that is good already, it's exalted, and we depend on others to sustain our lives. And so we need to be content with little, we need to be frugal. And the thing that is of great value to monastics is our virtue, is our sila. Because if we don't have this, then our minds are all chaotic and stirred up. So we need to be composed and cautious and to do this well, and to be reflecting upon ourselves, asking ourselves whether we can find any fault with the way we've kept our precepts. And what about others? Can they find anything blameworthy you know, with our virtue? We understand that sila, this virtue, is the path that leads to this collectedness of mind and firmness, the samadhi. So the fruit and benefit of generosity and virtue is that of heaven. And what is heaven like? And so we have heard that in heaven there are heavenly things there. And what's that like? And seeing those things, and what's the, the body of a heavenly being like? Is it similar to a human or not? Well, it's similar in some ways, but it's like a subtle body, it's not coarse. So the food that the devas consume, it's a subtle food. In this human realm, we need food that's made up of physical elements, our food, the liquid that we take in. We also need a nervous system to be able to experience different things. So we have our eyes, and then there are nerves that connect the eyes to the brain. And when a form uh, meets with the eye, there's light and the form gets sent to the eye, then that nervous system then sends that information to the brain. And so it's the same with our ears and sounds, with odors, with tastes, with tactile sensations, that they need the functioning nervous system to uh, send this information uh, to the brain. And only then can we cognize it. Only then can the mind receive that information. Uh, but with heavenly beings, it's just a feeling that they gain. It's this direct feeling. And so it's similar to like when we sleep and we're dreaming. We may eat delicious food 
in that dream, or listen to very beautiful sounds and music, may see delightful forms. But those forms that we see, they don't have any bones within them, or any uh, disgusting things there. You see that the bodies of humans, they have various organs inside. There's the heart, the liver, the kidneys, the lungs, the brain. And it's uh, filled with these things. With these things inside that are disgusting and are made up of elements. But when in the heavenly worlds, things are beautiful and they don't have any disgusting thing to them. There's nothing filthy inside. So for devas, they're not able to contemplate the asuba contemplations, the contemplations on the unattractive aspects, or on the 32 parts. And so if our mind, it's like when our minds, if they're at peace, and they separate out from the feelings and from the body, and seeing the body as just a body. And so it separates out uh, like that. And we're able to see how this isn't me, this isn't mine. The mind, the body, they, uh, they separate out. We see that the mind is one thing, the feelings are another thing, the body is another thing. They're able to separate out. And how they're not a being, not an individual, a self, a me, or a you. So when this realization appears, then the mind enters into peace. And then with that peace, we're able to contemplate again and separating this body out and seeing it as its 32 parts. And so we see that there are these 32 parts within the body. And we can break these down, separate them out, and then put them back together again. When we separate them out, we can do that in terms of the elements. So we can put them into piles. We put all of the hard things into one heap. So all of the hard things, they are the earth element. Anything that has hardness, we consider this to be earth. If it's very hard, then it's a rock. And there's also, within these 32 parts, there are the liquid parts as well, this water element. And so these liquid parts um, are composed of the blood and the lymph, the sweat, the tears, uh, the saliva. So we can put all of these uh, liquid parts into another heap. Then there's also the breath. So the in-breath, the out-breath, we can put that into another pile. And in order for our bodies to be able to survive, they need heat. But if it's too hot, then it can't survive. So if the temperature of the body is above 37 degrees Celsius, then that's abnormal. And it's easy for sicknesses to arise. But also if it's too cold, that's not good either. So the temperature needs to be just right in order for our bodies to survive. And it's the fire element that gives this temperature. 
So we separate out the earth, water, fire, and air, and put the different parts into these heaps. But if we bring them all back together, then it's the 32 parts of the body come together in this body. And so there are these 32 parts, but within that, or within the body, there's also the fire element and the air element as well. So we separate these out. We take apart these bodies, we shred these bodies, and ask ourselves, well, where is me there? Where am I? Where's the self? Does the hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin have a self? Am I there? What about the bones? Are any of these me? So we ask each part, does a self exist there? And we see that there is no self there. The water parts, the liquid parts to the body, they're just liquid, and that's just their nature to be that way. The blood, it's not self. And if that blood comes out of the body, then we can get a feeling for that and how that's not self. But really the blood in the body is just the same. But if our peace of mind is not enough, then we won't be able to see that. And so for myself, previously when I went to donate blood, I could see how the blood that was taken out of my body was not self. But the blood still there within my body, I still clung to that as being self. And so it's this ingrained view of Sakayaditi, a self-view, that gives us that. And it's still there, we can still see things as being self, because our samadhi is not enough. But if samadhi becomes firmly established, then we're able to contemplate in a way that allows the mind to separate out from the body, that allows the mind to become empty. And if that emptiness is pure, then it's transcendent, that's lokutara. So we know about the mundane already, the lokia. We know that already. And even though many people have samadhi, for the most part, that is lokia samadhi. But it's the wisdom that allows us to separate this body out and to see it as not-self. Whether we're standing, walking, sitting, lying down, and to see that, and to see how it's just nature. It's just composed of elements that are natural elements. But there's, there's not a true self there within it. And so we practice in this way, breaking this body apart and tearing it down and then reassembling it again. So it's similar to a car or to a house and different things that humans create. And so a sala like this, a hall, that we can take off the roof and the beams and break down the walls and the floor and separate it out into its different parts and see how there's bricks there and there's cement and there's steel. And then there's also liquid there within these things. And a hall that has, and all these parts, that it has its temperature as well. And so these are the physical elements there. We break it down into these elements, and then we reassemble it again 
and it turns into a hall, a sala again. And so our body is just like this. We uh, disassemble it, we break it down, and it turns into these natural elements. But then if we gather it back together and reassemble it, then the mind attaches to that again as being self. But if our samadhi is firmly established, then wisdom can arise. This knowledge into not-self, that this isn't me, this isn't mine, this can arise. So we should train like this, and if we do, then we will see the Dhamma. So may you set your hearts upon this.